time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for checking out another edition of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to say good morning because I'm recording this on a Tuesday morning. And it comes after a Saints uh, devastating loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the first game played in Las Vegas. Uh, the Saints go down by 10 by a score of 34 to 24. And uh, last night we had a show that was about almost like an hour and a half. And a lot of people chimed in, a lot of people called in. So I want to say thank you very much for all those that that chimed in on on the post game show. But now, you know, we didn't got some sleep and we have uh, decompressed a tad bit. And it's time for us to really talk about this game and talk about some of the things that we saw from the New Orleans Saints. And how can we avoid these type of things from happening again? Uh, first off, uh, I had opportunity to go back and take a look at the game. Um, I watched the game uh, this morning. Of course, like I said last night, um, I recorded the game on um, DVR. And I got opportunity to go back and watch the game uh, right after I finished up uh, doing the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, I really didn't get that much sleep. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure that I looked at what I, what, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I, I was watching what I thought I saw, you know, and um, this ain't going to be like one of them shows, you know, where I'm like just off the wall and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe not, you know, it depends on how the show is, but my, my personality and the way that I feel right now, my demeanor, I, I just want to kind of be laid back here today. Um, What I saw from New Orleans Saints was abysmal, you know, and, and not just from, you know, people that were young in the Saints organization. It was guys that you can count on. Uh, and, de and depend on in order to make plays those guys were nowhere to be found and it was sad man it was sad to watch it was embarrassing it was uh it, it was just downright a train wreck uh some of the people who were doing things uh unconventionally things that we never saw uh for example ryan ramchek getting a holding call uh, ryan ramchek is the best right tackle in football we seen cam jordan had two penalties uh, we've seen uh, Marcus Williams on countless occasions be out of position and miss tackles. Uh, we've seen Malcolm Jenkins out there whiffing on tackles. Uh, we've seen uh, Marshawn Lattimore uh, go up against uh, Brandon Edwards. Uh, wasn't his best outing, you know. I mean, going up against uh, lower-level competition, no disrespect to Brandon Edwards, but, you know, he's not a household name. He's a rookie out of South Carolina, still trying to figure it out. Uh, you got Janoris Jenkins, a guy who had a pick six last week, and we praised, uh, you know, having that pass interference call on Henry Ruggs. And we seen the New Orleans Saints defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, get out-schemed and outwitted by head coach John Gruden by, you know, not having an answer for Darren Waller. And then you move on to, you know, Coach Sean Payton, who um, I believe uh, for the last two weeks has called some of his worst 
games, you know, for some of the worst games I've seen Sean Payton call in in a very long time. Uh, I can tell you some silver linings in this dark clouds. Uh, the Saints have never started. They haven't started two and no since 2013. They always start one and one. So it seems like the Saints always start off slow and then they start picking up steam. But usually I have like the, this level of optimism that they can just go on this run and, you know, music on me playing in the locker rooms. I didn't get that from this game, folks. And, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't get it from last game either. You know, people, you know, been telling me for the last uh, couple hours, uh, I checked out some of the comments that were said. And, you know, a lot of people have been getting on me um, about criticizing Drew Brees and criticizing the offense and, you know, me just saying things about, you know, Drew Brees that I guess they don't particularly like. Uh, I just got to call it for what it is, folks, you know. I keep saying that, but it's true. I just got to call it for what it is. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, they need to find better ways to getting the ball down the field. Uh, Drew Brees uh, spoke to the media, and I want to give a special shout-out to Mike Triplett. Y'all probably seen him on the show a couple weeks ago. He asked a question, man, because he, he asked a question to Drew Brees about declining, you know, because that has been the talk. And uh, Drew Brees said that it's not his responsibility to throw the ball down the field. You know, is is about putting, you know, I guess his receivers in the best position to succeed. And also, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that he he's getting the ball uh, down the field without generating any turnovers. Look, I say that to say this, you know, all that dinking and dunking, all that nickel and diamond, all that captain check down stuff, it's not going to win you nothing. You know, it, it's not. And, and I'm not trying to be critical, but it's it's the truth. The The NFL that we're in right now, you have to keep the defense guessing. And right now, the defense, if you go up against the New Orleans Saints, they're not guessing. Drew Brees is averaging 4.8 yards a pass, okay? That's the lowest since Brett Favre was in the league 11 years ago. And I just think that it's handicapping the offense. It's handicapping the offense because – the defense don't respect the abilities that Drew Brees possess when it comes to throwing the ball down the field. So what can you do about a situation like this? What can you do, TJ? I mean, you talking about it. You talking about Drew Brees. You bashing Drew Brees. You you saying that, it, you know, you, you talk about Drew Brees. You ain't bringing up nobody else. What's the solution? My solution is simple. You got to make sure that you're implementing one of these other quarterbacks in the game plan in order for them to not only be able to do some of the things that Drew Brees can do as far as the check downs and stuff like that, and also uh, some of those intermediate routes, but you have to have them in a game so they can be able to throw the ball deep. And it shouldn't be to a point where you only know that that quarterback is going to come into the game because the Saints want a deep ball on a play action. Shouldn't be that way. Okay. You know, because teams just like uh, Sean Payton looks at the percentages, they'll catch that really, really quick. They need to start implementing some of these other guys that are playing the quarterback position to be able to throw the ball down the field. Because I fail to believe, man. I fail to believe that nobody was open down the field. And honestly, even if the guy didn't have that much separation, you should be good enough to, in order for you to put the ball where it needs to be down the field. I'll give you a prime example. You looked at the Dallas Cowboy game against the Atlanta Falcon, the game that we all laughed at. 
you seen Dak Prescott take a risk and believe that Michael Gallup was going to come down with that catch. I mean, the, the coverage was great, okay? The coverage was great by the Falcon uh, cornerback, but Michael Gallup made an even better play. I just feel like when you don't have trust in your players, and, and that, that's what I feel like the issue is. I don't feel like Sean Payton, neither Drew Brees, has any trust outside of anybody named Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas. And I guess you can throw Jerry Cook in there too. I think they have zero faith in those guys. I think they, they, the, you have guys out there that's basically just running around in circles, kind of like how the electronic football game used to be. You used to have that one character running around in a circle. That's kind of what it is because there's no plays designed for any other player outside of Michael Thomas. I don't even feel like uh, Trey Quine Smith would even have targets if it wasn't for him playing in a spot that Michael Thomas normally plays in. This is a team right now that is dependent on two particular players, three if you count Drew Brees, in order for them to do anything. And it's sad because Sean Payton is an elite play caller. He can call great plays, but yet he don't trust those players. You're not going to win anything like that. You're not going to go to the playoffs and coaches lose their jobs for, for doing stuff like that. Sean Payton has to stop being so stubborn. He got to. He got to stop being so stubborn. He got to stop being so pig-headed. Um, you know what I'm saying? He got to stop being so, you know what I'm saying, full of himself. You know what I'm saying? He, he got to stop being, you know, like I, I'm just the smartest guy in the room. Because right now you're turning the Saints into a one-dimensional team. And it's the same old song and dance. And you're counting on Drew Brees, who clearly um, does not have the arm strength to get the ball down the field anymore. You're counting on him to try to win you games like this back in 2008, 2009. And it's not the case. So you got to get Taysom Hill involved. I mean, I was wondering, like, what was going on with Taysom Hill last night? I barely even seen him do anything. I don't think I seen Taysom Hill throw a pass. I think I may have seen him catch the ball out of flat. But I, I didn't see anything with Taysom Hill. I mean, was he hurt? Uh, was something else going on? I mean, was he not a part of the game plan? It seems to me when you use Taysom Hill in these games, he's a spark for the team. So I don't understand why you can't put this guy in different positions. But this was a sad game to watch, folks, from start to finish, uh, from the back to the front, uh, over 120 yards of penalties, over, you know, I mean, over 100 yards for the second consecutive week. Uh, I think every team in the NFL knows right now, all you have to do is throw the ball down the field and the Saints going to get a pass interference call. I mean, it's plain and simple. You know, the same thing happens, right? If I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm watching Monday night football tonight and I know I got to play the Saints on Sunday night football, I'm going to take shots down the field like none other. Because for the last two weeks, the only thing that the New Orleans Saints secondary has shown me is that they can't cover down the field. So they're going to have to clean that stuff up. If you can't, if you don't clean it up, then we're, we're playing ourselves if we think the Saints going to make it to the Super Bowl or even a playoff. Because, you know, like I said, I know the Saints start off really slow. They always start off one and one. And we always be like, man, the sky's falling and all that, you know, and they always come back. And But I don't get this type of vibe from this team this year, man. I don't. Uh, defense was definitely tight. I mean, we got to keep that in mind too, folks. You know, not that I'm trying to let the defense off the hook. I mean, you got to be out there. You got to perform. But the time of possession of the Las Vegas Raiders was a, a was a key factor in this game. 
I think the Saints only had maybe like seven or eight uh, offensive drives. I mean, that's crazy. That's insane. And, and that's a lot of time for your defense to be on the field, especially not having OTAs and minicamp, you know, not and still working your way into football shape. I still don't understand why we would go for two check downs ending in a screen when third and 20. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that either, you know, but I just feel like Drew Brees is not going to take a risk. He's not going to put the ball in harm's way for our enjoyment and our amusement, which, look, that's just who he is, man. We can't expect Drew Brees to be uh, what he's not. Uh, so I can't too much blame Drew Brees for not wanting to do that, but it is kind of handicapping the offense because teams know that he can't get the ball down the field. Last night was the defense's fault. Uh, look, like I said, when you're on the field that long and your offense only had like seven possessions, they can't sustain drives. You know, the best defense in the world won't be able to withstand it. You know, I think that a lot of that came from them being on the field way too long, but I'm not going to make excuses for that. I mean, tackling was horrible. Like nobody couldn't tackle anything. I, I was wondering if they had Orville, Red, and Baca uh, butt on those jerseys of the Las Vegas Raiders because, I mean, those guys were slipping off Saints defenders like it was going out of style or something, you know. So the defense, uh, it, it, they they play a huge blame in this because anytime it was third down, they let the Las Vegas Raiders off the hook. So I, I agree with you. You know, I feel like the defense, it was their worst outing I've seen in a while. Sarah says Aaron Davis agreed. The Raiders uh, ruled the field last night. Yeah, I mean, they were a better team. They were a the better team, uh, you know, on every phase of the game, right? Offense, defense, uh, special teams. You know, I mean, special teams, they didn't really do too much anything, but they were just a better team. Derek Carr outplayed Drew Brees. We was up by 17. Uh, I think it was up by, they were mostly up by 10, if I am mistaken. I think that's the most we was up in the game because I think they ended up scoring. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the most we were up was like by 10. Jamison Simpson, uh, Shanzi Johnson, 100. Uh, Josh Hill. What happened to Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, he just wasn't a factor. He just wasn't a factor last night. He he just wasn't a factor. It's, it's pretty clear that him and Drew Brees are not on the same page. Uh, him and Drew Brees need to work on timing. Uh, it don't seem like Drew Brees really trusts him. And I said that at the beginning of the prediction show. I said, don't be surprised if you see more targets uh, towards Traquan Smith than you would Emmanuel Sanders because of that trust factor. But the, in order for the Saints, in order for them to go anywhere, Drew Brees is going to have to trust these receivers. He's going to have to trust them. And I feel like Sean Payton is going to have to trust them too. I, I think that that play call sheet that uh, Sean Payton has, I guarantee you it really don't have play for Marquez Callaway. I guarantee you don't have plays uh, for somebody like Adam Trout. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it don't have plays for some of those other guys that that are kind of young and they're still trying to figure it out in the Saints offense. Those guys are just out there because you need 11 men out there. And everybody knows that. Everybody that plays the Saints know that. They know that people like, you know, during this time, Austin Carr wasn't getting the ball. Lil Jordan Humphreys wasn't getting the ball. In this case, Marquez Callaway not getting the ball. You got to trust your players. Like, what's the point of you having these players if you don't trust them? 
What's the point of putting these guys out on the field if you're not going to trust them to make plays? So they got to be they got to be more aggressive and they got to have more faith in their players. Jermaine says, man, that game pathetic. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Latavius Murray with three carries is unacceptable. I mean, that's the bread and butter. Uh, Alvin Kamara is the bread and butter. Drew Brees, the Alvin Kamara, bread and butter. They, they don't want to use that. And like I said, it all goes back to Sean Payton's guys. If you're not a Sean Payton guy, then you're, you're going to get table scraps, okay? You're, you're going to get in where you fit in. And Latavius Murray is one of those guys. He's not a Sean Payton guy. Sean Payton rather parade Alvin Kamara out there on the field and, and let him do his thing, which I think which is, which is getting lost in this too is Alvin Kamara is playing out his mind right now. Alvin Kamara has four touchdowns in the last two weeks, four rushing touchdowns. He's leading the NFL in rushing right now uh, with rushing touchdowns. And it's the first time that has been done in Saints history. So, you know, that, that's pretty that's pretty cool right there. You know, Alvin Kamara doing his thing. So he, he definitely earning his contract. If we if we can find silver linings in these dark clouds, uh, it's going to be a wasted year while Breeze passes stats. No one respects that but Saints fans. Uh, I, I I gotta say this, and I said it last night, and I'm gonna double down on it. It, it seems to me like it's more about being efficient and, and and putting up high percentage. You know, that's what it seems like it is to me. You know, I, I just think that if you're talking about winning the Super Bowl, if you're talking about going to the Super Bowl, you come out here at the beginning of the season talking about you're gonna let it all hang out. You ain't got nothing to lose. I can't tell. I, I can't tell. And the thing about it is, nobody is going to change the way that they feel about Drew Brees. If you're a Saints fan, you're not going to change how you feel about Drew Brees. You still love him. You still respect him. If Drew Brees go out there and, and were just super ultra aggressive, more aggressive than he ever been, and he was pushing the ball down the field, I guarantee you Saints fans, if, if he had some turnovers, Nobody would be around here putting him, you know, nailing him. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to sound sacrilegious, but nailing him to the cross. Nobody would be doing that to him. People would be like, well, he trying to push it. He trying to be aggressive. But it just seemed like to me like that, that ultra super conservative uh, personality and the way that you're approaching the quarterback position is not going to win you what you want, man. It's going to get you some games won because you're a good team. But when it matters most, like in a playoffs, when you're going up against teams like the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings, it's going it's going to show. It's going to show. So is it time to for us to give up? No, it ain't time for us to give up, Kim. You know, like just because you know we we talk about some of the things that are, are alarming in a loss. You know, I like to talk about them in a win too. And I said this, and that's 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 the thing too, man. I said this before, right? I said in week one, when the Saints played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I came on here the very next day, and I was like, is the offense, you know, is, is Drew Brees holding the offense back? That was the topic. And everybody, man, they just bashed me. Yeah, Oh, man, what you talking, man? They won. They won. They won. Man, we have to talk about situations in the good times and in the bad. But do I think that it's over? No, I do not. I do not think that it's over. I think it's the beginning of the season, and I think they're going to win some more games. Boom, 
Uh, Alvin Kamara is a straight up beast. Taysom threw one pass. I, I mean, if he did, I mean, that probably was during the time where I had to go pick my wife up from work. So I, I probably didn't see that. So, yeah, but you definitely got to get Taysom involved some way, shape, or form. Uh, saying she agrees. Kimberly says, I need to hit Sean Payton line. COVID must still be hitting him. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just think that his pride is, is getting in the way of the same success right now. The arrogance, like it, it's look, the arrogance of Sean Payton is what made us fall in love with him, right? That's what made us fall in love with Sean Payton. You know, the fact that you know he he's so aggressive, uh, the onside kick in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 44. We we fall in love with, with Sean Payton, but sometimes Sean Payton's arrogance can cost the Saints games too. Like that two-point conversion at the beginning of the game, like. Like, come on, man. Just kick the field goal. What are you trying to do here? What are you trying to prove? Okay, what, what, what are you trying to prove here? Like, it's the beginning of the game. Why are you sitting up here doing it? Like, and, and also, like, the, the challenge call. Like, it was too it was too close to decide. Like, wh- what were you thinking? You know, instead of you having two times out, two timeouts and a two-minute warning, you just cost your team a timeout. For what? You know, like, you you know it wasn't going to get overturned. It, it was too close. It was too close to see. So stuff like that, man, I just feel like he, he's, a, he's a little bit too arrogant at times. I mean, it's the reason why we love him, but it's the reason why, you know, he, he bothers us so much. I'm going to go ahead and put the uh, link in the description. I'm, I'm going to take a few uh, phone calls or, you know, a few video calls. Uh, if you want to uh, chime in, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, I think I just put yeah, I just put the link in the description. So, I mean, in the uh, comments. Uh, Brian says, uh, good, we left with no injuries. Yeah, that's, that's the positive thing. That's probably the best thing. Uh, Cry says, uh, Raiders uh, tight end Waller wasn't doubled until the fourth quarter. That's a Dennis Allen problem. No adjustments, but no one will call him out. Uh, I, <laughs> I disagree with that. Uh, I, I said that last night, uh, Cry, uh, when it comes to – when it comes to uh, – Going up against elite offensive play callers, Dennis Allen struggles, and you have to give credit to John Gruden. I mean, he 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 gave the Saints fits the whole entire night, and Darren Waller they did not have an answer for him at all, which is not which is not surprising at all because I was talking to my big brother EJ off the uh, off the air, and he was talking about how the Saints just struggle against elite pass catching. Uh, tight ends uh, we got jerry poor on here man what's going on jerry what's going on man hey, how you doing man <laughs> <laughs> lord have mercy mm-hmm. i just not long ago woke up man it, it it was it was a depressing night last night mm-hmm. yeah Very man I, I can imagine that i mean uh now that you had time to decompress uh what, what did you see from the new orleans saints well, I did see a little improvement from uh from Traquan Smith and uh the mother players, but uh but that defense last night was like shredded lettuce, bro. Mm-hmm. They were getting shredded all over the field. Yep. I mean it was just depressing to watch. Right. Horrible. It was it was horrible to watch. I mean, it, it was just one of those things where, you know, once you watch this tape today or last night you just go ahead and burn it man and um 
this is going to be a short week. I mean, you're going up against a Green Bay Packers team that's been red hot and is, is man, it's frustrated that you're having issues with offense and you're going up against a team that's been averaging almost 40 points a game. So they're going to have to turn it around really quick. They're going to have to turn it around quick and they're going to have to figure out something. They're going to have to do something in order for them to put other, you know, get other guys involved because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to win games against the Green Bay Packers just throwing the ball and checking it down to Alvin Kamara. It's just not going to happen, man. you got to find a way to, uh, be able to move the ball offensively. Exactly. And, but, and, uh, and last, last, last night was one of those nights, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm sure you, I'm sure you and DJ saw, saw the, uh, saw the chat last night. I was, mm. I was, I was angry. Right. I was angry. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes. It's the state of the Saints podcast, but that was the rated R version of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I had to unleash, man. I had yeah. no choice. I mean, it's fine, man. I mean, I understand. I mean, there's a lot of uh, members of the Who That Nation that was upset. Man, I was upset. Hey, I think people. I know you were. I think people. I think people get their misconstrued. You know, they they say I'm doing a podcast, but I'm I'm a fan doing this podcast. I'm a fan of the New Orleans Saints, and <laughs> I, I I I often say, you know, like when I was growing up as a kid, when they used to lose. You know, Monday was was frustrating. You know, like you you were more angry. You know, more frustrated. You know, and it seemed like, man, Sunday couldn't come quick enough. So, nope. I just, I mean, look, it was just one of those games that was frustrating. Uh, they got hit in the mouth, and hopefully they can respond. You know, they they didn't respond in a way that I wanted them to. But I feel like it was the same situation with the Minnesota Vikings. It's like they played yeah. down to their competition. It's like they saw the Raiders on the schedule and they were like, you know, SOR, same old Raiders, you know, like, so they thought they was going to go out there, and get this quick dub, Monday night football, look good on TV, you know, do a couple of high fives, a little, you know, all that kind of nonsense they be doing, you know, but I mean, the Raiders hit them in the mouth. So, uh, yeah. you got anything else to say, Jerry? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just gotta get everything cleaned up and move on to the next game because yep. because we gotta get ready for them Packers because they coming in red hot too. Yep. So yeah. now, so now, so now, so now's the time to get everything lined up and straighten up and ready to go. Absolutely. I mean, it, but it, it, but also one one other thing. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. on yesterday. I did see I did see the uh, the press conference. Of uh prime time, Deion Sanders. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> as, a, as, as a new head coach, my, yes sir. Uh, look, my dad was talking about it uh Friday night. Mm-hmm. He said there's a possibility prime time coming to Jackson. I'm like, what? Primetime? <laughs> yeah. Deion Sanders? I said, right. yeah. He said, yeah, man. I mm-hmm. said, oh man, you go, y'all gonna be making noise up there now with him. Yeah. I, I everybody, think everybody, everybody, and their mama want to try uh, try out for the team now. Now that he's <laughs> man, that, that's a great move, Jerry, because it's not only going to help Jackson State; it's going to help HBCUs in general because it's going right. to make those other HBCUs go out there and be aggressive in their recruiting. Because you know, Deion Sanders, like I was, I follow Deion Sanders on Twitter because Jerry. I mean, I I knew he was coming. I I knew he was coming before anybody did. I have a, a friend of mine who's. I mean, he's knee deep in the alumni association. And one of the main reasons why Deion Sanders ended up coming there, if you if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, that's Skrilla. Yeah, that's Skrilla, exactly. So uh, <laughs> you know, he, he gave me the skinny on that. I mean, he talked about, he talked how, 
he, he talked to uh Deion Sanders and stuff like that. And it, it it was everything but the contract, you know. So it, I knew he was coming. I knew a day they were gonna have a press conference. So I mean, it's a good look. And you had a lot of young kids on on uh, Deion Sanders' uh, timeline that's in, in high school and stuff, sending him highlight tapes. And I'm looking at some of these kids. These kids are like three and four star athletes. So mm. the rest of the swag gonna have to step their game up. But uh, Jerry, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Call back anytime, brother. I will, man. You take care. Uh, you too. All right, that was Jerry Port Jr., the OG of the State of the Saints podcast, chiming in. Ren says Dennis Allen needs to go. I agree. I agree. I mean, if you can't, if you can't uh, come up with a better game plan against elite offensive coordinators, you can't come up with a game plan to try to combat the same thing over and over again, stopping one player. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Saints defensive coach and cornerback coach need to be out there with Drew. Yeah, Aaron Glenn. I mean, I'm saying the same old thing. You know, I'm saying the same old thing in the secondary. The same old thing. Guys can't turn their head around and giving up big plays down the field and pass interference. Same old song and dance from Drew in the press conference. Yeah, man, but like I said, give, I want to give a shout out to Mike Triplett again because Mike Triplett went there. Mike Triplett asked the decline question. He was the one that said, do you feel like you want to decline? Uh, is it justified for fans to even be saying that kind of stuff? For him to have the gumption to say something like that, to ask that type of question, I have a newfound respect for Mike Triplett, which I already do, you know, but that just made me have more respect for him because I think somebody called in or they may have commented and they said that, that the media of the New Orleans Saints, sometimes they, they're not as critical as they should be on the team. So for him to ask that question to Drew Brees, I think it pretty much answered that question and, and showed that they're not going to show favoritism. And no matter if you're Drew Brees or or you're the, the bottom of the 53-man roster, they're going to call you out if you do, if you're not playing up to par. Dennis should have been going with Rob Ryan. Don't see how he was allowed to step up. Uh, it's because uh, he's a Sean Payton guy, right? We know that he's a Sean Payton guy. We know that. <laughs> and the thing about it is, folks, you know, the thing about uh, Dennis Allen is I, I didn't even think about this. I, I promise you, I didn't even think about this, but this is this is funny. All John Gruden had to do was go into the archives and go pull up some old film on some defensive schemes that Dennis Allen had because Dennis Allen used to be the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. I didn't even think about that. But, I mean, he has enough film on Dennis Allen to understand his defensive tendencies and some of his packages and schemes. So he probably, I mean, that was a great advantage. I didn't even think about that. So let's keep that in mind too, folks. I'm not trying to let him off the hook, but they do have, they do have some stuff in the vault uh, on Dennis Allen and the way that he calls defenses. So uh, keep that in mind. Okay, peace out, man. Uh, child time here in the UK. Y'all stay safe and be good to each other. Catch up later in the week. Ed Diego, man, appreciate you uh, watching all the way in the UK. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, got, uh, Kim says, Kendrick uh, Perryman, that was some BS, man. Uh, the game was fixed. I'm a conspiracy type. That's all they kept talking about was the new stadium 
million dollars, or I say billion. Uh, I'm telling y'all uh, that was told to lose this game. Now, why Sundays? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I got my boy Jared on the line, man. What's going on, Jared? How you doing, man? <laughs> nah, I know y'all remember me, the episode I was on, I was talking about, I believe, I believe this is last season, we talked about Drew Brees. Right, right, right. I mean, what, what else y'all need? What, what, what more proof do y'all need? Drew Brees needs to, he should have retired two, three seasons ago. Right. But my, my, my biggest gripe is with, uh, also with Sean Payton, he stopped running the ball. We was being very effective. I don't know why he stopped running the ball at all. Mm-hmm. We was running up and down in defense. Um, you can't keep going to one player because every time Drew Brees like going to uh, going to shotgun, I knew he was going to Camara. If I knew he going to Camara, I know the defense knew he was going to Camara. <laughs> I'm saying like like he kept doing the same thing. Like I said last time on the podcast, keep dipping and dunking. You can't keep hiding. Um, Drew Brees' weakness when he can't throw the ball and he's, he's unable to be mobile. Like, you need to understand, like, I keep telling people, Sean Payton will have to make a decision. Either you're going to try to go try to win, go to the Super Bowl or you're going to let Drew Brees go out in glory with, uh, with a career game. Like, oh, this is it. This is Drew Brees. He's the God. And you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's up to coaching. It's up to management. You need to make a decision. Do you want to ride with Drew Brees or are you going to go with the young gunners when you got James Winston and take some heel there? Like, it's very frustrating as a Saints fan because we've been wasting so much talent because of the weakness and lackness of Drew Brees' playing ability. Hmm. And I, I have to say this, Jared, uh, for all those that are probably saying, you know, are probably thinking, oh, man, you tripping. I, I, I encourage people to watch the last drive of the game, right? I mean, what you had, you had about a minute and some odd seconds left on the clock. And they weren't even trying to push the ball down the field, man. Like, did you right. see any ball? Like, usually, like, there's a sense of urgency, right? If, if you if you're down by ten, you're trying to do everything that you can to try to hurry up and score. You're gonna try to throw the ball down the field. You're gonna try to, you know, you're gonna try to, you know, you you just gonna probably be risky. He couldn't even get the ball down the field in that case. It was just a bunch of checkdowns. Why are you checking the ball down? Like, I like. Why are you checking a ball down with, with a couple minutes left? When you ever seen Sean Payton do anything like that? We've yep. seen the four-quarter heroics. Like, we've seen Drew Brees drive the ball down the field. Case uh, For example, the Dallas Cowboy game on Thanksgiving, the first Saints-Cowboy, uh, um, first Saints-Thanksgiving game, when Malcolm Jenkins ripped the ball out of Roy Williams' hands. What did Drew Brees do? He drove the ball down the field. I think he threw, like, a 30-yard touchdown pass to Lance Moore. The Washington Redskins game. That Washington Redskins game that they should have lost back in the day when he threw that deep pass down the seam to Robin Meacham. When have you ever seen the Saints just concede like that late in the game? Never. He, like I said, he cannot get the ball down the field. And like you said, you got two options here. You can go down with the ship and be like, okay, you know, Drew, look, you've been good to us. We're going we gonna to ride this thing to the wheels fall off. Or you can look at the fact that <laughs> you're not going to have the same team next year. You got a lot of guys that's going to be gone. A lot of guys going to get picked up by other teams. You know, I talk about Trey Hendrickson. I talk about Marcus Williams. I talk about some of these other guys that ain't going to be here. So what you going to do? You know, so right. it, it's a it's a question that needs to be answered. And it's, it's something that Sean Payton going to have to figure out really, really fast, man. <laughs> 
So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you was the uh, general manager, how would you handle the situation? Like, would you pressure uh, Sean Payton to push up the uh, Taysom Hill, James Winston, to be getting more playing reps? Or should we do something? I think somebody in the comments said we need to do something like the Denver Broncos that were Peyton Manning and uh, just focus on running the ball more in defense. What would you do in this situation if you was a general manager? Well, I feel like there's a there's a difference what the Denver Broncos have with the with the Saints guy. Okay, I feel like there's a difference. Number one, uh, the Denver all they had was Peyton Manning. I mean, you had Brock Osweiler, but that was smoke and mirrors to say the least. I mean, we <laughs> right. see him come into the game and he played pretty well. I'm not gonna lie, he played pretty well in the absence of Peyton Manning that last season. But you you don't have what the Saints have. The Saints have not one but two quarterbacks that can that can win you games, that can that can generate some level of success. So I do feel like you need to get those guys involved. Now, I'm not talking about a triple threat. I feel like that will be a tad bit much. But mm-hmm. you definitely need to choose between the two of these quarterbacks and figure out who can be the guy that can be able to compensate for the things that Drew Brees lacked. For example, throwing the ball down the field, maybe some of those deep post routes. Like, they got to be able to compensate for that. So rather it's Taysom, rather it's Jameis. The Saints defense, uh, man, please knock it off. You're not going to like. You're not going to have a lights out defense. <laughs> uh, I, I, mean, <laughs> I it's what like it is. Bronco. I was just saying, give it, an example. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like the, the defense, like middle of the pack to say the least. You know, like I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't think they have a. I don't think they have the dogs. You know what I'm saying? For them, they just have like a top ten, top five defense. So. You're gonna to have to find a way to try to compensate for the things that Drew Brees lacks, in my opinion, Jared. Okay, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I always remember this: our defense always start out slow, and then they get better throughout the season. Oh, oh yeah, I, I definitely, I under, definitely understand that. And we we talked about that. You know, the Saints haven't started two and zero since 2013, so they always start slow, and they always start to pick it up. But my thing about it, Jared, is. Why are we still going through the same things over and over again? Like, why do we have to go through these these particular heartbreaking, frustrating losses in order for us to turn the corner every single year? Eventually, your luck is going to run out. You're not going to be able to do that. You got to be able to start off strong. And I'm I'm just tired of watching the same thing over and over again. It's like watching, it's like watching a rerun. I say like living single or Martin. Like you know, you know, like it's like that that scene where Martin and uh, Gina went on their vacation. And Tommy and, and Tommy and Pam was there, and they had that little rat, you know. Like you know, yeah. you know they're gonna fight the rat and beat the rat up, you know. Like you looking forward to that episode, right? If you right. if you you see if you see that Chilligan's Island episode, you are gonna be like, yeah, man, that's the one where they beat up the rat. So right, it's like the same old song and dance, you know. Like giving up plays, deep uh, late in games, pass interference calls. Holding penalties, it's like the same thing over and over again. So right, that um, that that last pass interference call, I ain't, I didn't agree with that. Really, yeah, me neither. Game away. That was me like neither. a BS call right there. Yeah, I didn't agree with it. I mean, it was it, it was the ball wasn't catchable at all. Right. And both of them was hand fighting. You know, yeah, right. I, you don't you don't call that. You don't call that in that type of game. But I mean, we all know, we, we all know what the the Saints and the referees. I mean, they they they. I, I think they still hold a grudge against us. Yeah, it's like they, they I don't know, they, maybe they just love just ripping the hearts out of the, the Saints and their fan base. I, I don't know. It's like it's like an art at this particular time. It's like it's like art, like the way that they just rip the, the hearts out of the who that nation and, and the Saints. I mean, it's unbelievable, man. But uh, Jerry, man, before we get up out of here, man, let everybody know how they can reach you and tell them about your podcast. 
Oh, what's going on? Yes, y'all. Um, I'm a host of the Land Young Legends podcast. Um, you can check us out on we on Apple, we on Spotify, we do YouTube, we do interviews weekly. Um, you can check out a previous episode when I had TJ on there. That was a very interesting episode. So uh, follow, you can follow us on Twitter at at LandyupL. You can follow us at Instagram at LandyUp.Legends, and you can hit us up on Facebook at LandyUpLegends. Yeah, man, uh, you, yeah, you're doing an outstanding job, man, and definitely got to get you back on the uh, show and stay the Saints podcast and talk some more New Orleans Saints, man. I, that, I appreciate you. Keep up the good work, brother. You too, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. And, and if Drew Brees have another game, I have a surprise for y'all when I come back on this doggone show. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, hope, hopefully we don't see that surprise, though, Darren, right, man. Right. Hey, you take it easy, though, brother. All right, thank you, bro. Have a good one. Appreciate uh, it. You, you too, man. And, man, that's Jared, man. Y'all check out Laying at Legends. Uh, great show. Uh, he talked to some very interesting people, people that are very involved in the communities and doing all different type of things. I know he had uh, the, the local news report on the show for Fox 8. Uh, she was on this show. I mean, he, he does an outstanding job, man. So y'all, y'all support the brother Lane Yap Legends. A uh, good, solid talk right there, man. Uh, Tyrone Jones says you on point with that, TJ. That mad. <laughs> uh, Chris Ty, I think I guess it's a part of being a Scorpio. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Are we getting? How we go from zodiac signs? Hold on, <laughs> let's go back up here. Uh, AJ says, uh, why didn't we do a pass more? Than 20 yards. Is it because Drew doesn't trust his wide receivers or he knows he can't throw it like that? I think it's a combination of both, AJ. I, I really do. I just think it's the fact that he doesn't trust those wide receivers. But the thing about it is, too, you got to be able to trust yourself. And I don't think he trusts himself to get the ball down the field consistently. You know, because look, you got to be able, if you don't, you got to have some dogs at receiver. You got to. You got to have some dogs at receiver. Throwing the ball down the field, you got to hope and, and know that your wide receiver can win those 50-50 balls. Yeah, that, That's just what it comes down to. And I don't think that Drew Brees has an interest of throwing the ball down the field. I don't. I don't think he has an interest. And he was like, uh, they only called. Check this out, folks. He said that they only called two pa passes down the field that was deep. And neither one of them, they had the look they were looking for. That's what he said. So uh, the whole game, the whole entire game, you only try to check the, I mean, throw the ball deep twice. Like, come on, man. That, that's alarming. That's alarming right there. Uh, if it was third and three, uh, we needed someone at quarterback that can get three yards. Look, man, I, I, uh, I'm i not saying bench Drew Brees, all right? I'm not saying that. I know some people like, man, put him in, put Taysom in. I do think that, like I said, it's rather Taysom or Jameis. You got to make a decision. Folks, who that nation? You got to make a decision. You got to keep the defense guessing. You got to keep them guessing, man. It is too easy right now. Like, it is. It, I need everybody to understand this is equivalent to playing in the 1960s when you're Vince Lombardi and, and you have uh, Bart Starr as your, as your quarterback. That's how far the ball is going. So you know all they did back in the 60s was running football, four or five yards a clip. That was it. So if you're checking it down and you're being checked down, Charlie, all you're doing is just doing the extended handoff. 
So if you th- if you throw the ball five yards and a, and a running back or the receiver gets tackled right after those five yards, that's equivalent to a, a running back ha- getting the ball and running it five yards. That's what it is. So all all the defense has to do is play close to the line of scrimmage. Put seven in a box. That's it. Seven, eight in the box. That's all you got to do because you know that you can play man-to-man coverage. You can play man-to-man coverage. You ain't got to worry about that. You can just put your guys out there and you can put your corners on each one of those guys because you know for a fact if that guy gets separation, Drew Brees ain't going to be able to get the ball down the field. And they were playing a lot of zone too. They were playing a lot of zone too. So if you got that, uh, you know, that single high safety, Drew Brees ain't going to throw that ball. He not. He going to check it down. <laughs> What's that turn? Check down, Charlie. Uh, Brees is a mastermind. He is very smart. He is a good leader. Instead of wanting to be the only man winning, start prepping the next man. Uh, yeah, start incorporating the next man up. I, I just feel like they just need to get, take some shots down the field. I mean, teach the other quarterback how to do some of the things Drew Brees do. Combine that with the fact that he can throw the ball down the field. Don't let it be to a point where you see him come in the game. You're like, oh, they about to go deep. Don't let it be like that. You know, like change it up a tad bit. But I'm just interested, man. Like, why wasn't Taysom Hill? Some Most of the time, Taysom Hill has his fingerprints all over a game. Why was this game different? I don't know. But I, I want to talk about this, though, because this was interesting. Um, I got to go back to it. I apologize. Uh, I forgot who said this, but it had something to do with the conspiracy theories. And <laughs> look, I think this is the part of the show where we just got to kind of, you know, put our tinfoil hats on, you know, and, and kind of just make things kind of light. But isn't it weird? That when teams leave one market and go to another market, they automatically just become a really good football team. Like they go to the playoffs and or they win a division or something like that. And when you win a division, you go to the playoffs. But that's isn't it weird though? Isn't it weird that teams that go to a different location? We looked at the St. Louis Rams, right? The St. Louis Rams was trash. For about seven or eight years. Then all of a sudden, they move from St. Louis to Los Angeles. The very next year, they go to the playoffs. Then you had the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers, they were in San Diego. They leave. They go to Los Angeles. Now, all of a sudden, they didn't go to the playoffs for three straight years in a row. Now, all of a sudden, they making the playoffs. So you had both of the Los Angeles teams in the playoffs the very next year. The, the, the controversial nine call happened. The Rams are in the Super Bowl, right? And, and we can say that the Rams are the team in L.A. That's the, like, if, if we're talking about L.A., the Chargers would be the Clippers and the Rams would be the Lakers. People love the Rams more than they, they, than they love the Chargers, even though both teams are in L.A. They don't, they don't look at the Chargers the same way that they look at the Rams. But they were playoff contenders. You look at the 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 Houston Oilers, right? They move from Houston to Tennessee. They become the Tennessee Oilers. They go to the AFC Championship game. I'm not saying that this is. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory, but it, it is a little bit weird, in my opinion, that a team just automatically leaves a market, go to a new market, 
And all of a sudden, those teams look like world beaters. So, I mean, I ain't about to go out there and say, oh, they threw the game. Oh, you know, like they, they wanted the, the Raiders to win. I, I won't go that far. But it do seem to me that when you, you move to a different market, you just automatically just become really, really good. I don't know. I agree. I said that earlier. We have three quarterbacks. They are vo- versatile in many different ways. Mix it up like last year. What film they have on Winston as a Saint? None. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I said, I just feel like, uh, but they, but they did have film on Dennis Allen. I will say that a lot of it. Our defense had a lot of missed tackles, to say the least. Malcolm Jenkins, that was horrible. Mark, Malcolm Jenkins, like, look really really bad man and honestly i don't understand why they didn't put dj swearing in i don't know why they why they uh didn't have him active in this game dj swearing is a, a good safety and i i just feel like i feel like none of that stuff would have been going on with darren waller if uh, swearing was in the game i mean i'm glad he all right i'm glad he's gonna play against the broncos in week three but chris godwin asked him he gonna make you pay for going over the middle. Uh, Kia says facts. Some of those calls was garbage. Uh, our defense was at the taco stand doing the game. <laughs> Evan says uh, Drew ain't throwing downfield because he worried about his stat line. He is selfish and only uh, came back because Brady's still playing. If Brady retired, then Drew would have too. Woo, man, that's that's some that's some strong accusations right there. I do feel like he can, I, I do think he he cares more about his stat line than he he says that he does. Uh, but I don't know, man. You got to get the ball down the field. Like I said, man, it you can't change the narrative or what people think about you. Like he's already all time great. If if Tom Brady goes out there and he throws 15, 20 interceptions, that's not going to that's not going to poo-poo on his legacy at all. That's not going to say, oh man, Tom Brady suck. He's still arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. There is nothing Drew Brees can do this season that will take away anything he did in his career. If anything, people are just chuck it up and be like, well, he's being more aggressive because he understands that he's on borrowed time right now. So I don't get it. I mean, the NFL is not going to, like, sit up here and be like, oh, man, you know, Drew Brees, you know, he, he sucked. Like, nobody, nobody going to say that. He already got enough skins on the wall. People know what Drew Brees is. TJ, we know the Saints is the most hated team in the NFL. I don't know. I'm starting to believe that. Uh, Laura says QB. Brian says no injuries. That's a win. Yeah. Ghostface laughing. Uh, some of those penalties were BS. I mean, Sanders got called for a blindside hit. That was BS. That horse collar was BS. And that last PI call was BS. You might be on to something, TJ. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I just – when I seen that in the comments about, uh, you know, some of these teams in Las Vegas, that just made me think. Like, can y'all think – like, can y'all think of one team that left one market, that went to another market, and – wasn't good instantly like didn't make the playoffs because i look at look i think sometimes we forget in 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 the middle of us cheering and celebrating these these teams that this is a business 
when you go to the game, you see concession stands, you, you got the 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 memorabilia shop, you know, you got, you know, where you can go get a jersey, hats, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you got you know, you got the, the programs for the game and all that. And not to mention you pay tickets to get into the game. I think we forget sometimes that it is a business. And you know, in, in my, my past life, you know, before I was really embedded into radio and broadcasting, I was a store manager. And one of the stores that I used to manage was Murphy, right? You know, it, it was Murphy. Murphy, y'all know the gas station right next to the Walmarts and stuff like that. So we were like really big on cigarettes. And sometimes we used to get those Premier cigarettes like Marlboro's, right? You know, Marlboro, if you're a smoker, you know, they kind of change up their cigarettes. And when they come up with a different blend or a different flavor, then what they do is they'll sell it for cheap, right? They, they sell it for cheap in order for you to, you know, get all excited. You know what I'm saying? Excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you end up smoking it and all of a sudden you want to come back for more. You want to come back for more. I look at the, I look at the, the cheap price. I re, I feel like that represents the interest, right? Or winning franchise, right? You, you want, you want to get them emotionally invested. So how do you get them emotionally invested? You win. You know what I'm saying? You make it, you make it look good to them, Right. The, the cheap price of those cigarettes, they look good to you. So I think I'll give it a try. If you're a casual fan, you, you never had football in your market, you're going to be like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, they winning. You know, like maybe I need to hop on board. Give you something to be excited about. That's, that is a business. That is a business marketing plan. That's a business marketing plan. The best way for you to generate interest is winning because people like to be affiliated with winners. This is like the Golden State Warriors, right? Golden State Warriors. Ain't nobody was talking about no Golden State Warriors when Tim Hardaway and Latrell Sprewell was there. But you put that those light-skinned boys, Klay Thompson and Steph Curry out there shooting the ball from, from half court. Now you're talking. And you combine that with some championships. Oh, man, I'm on board. Now all of a sudden, the hottest team in California is not the Lakers. It's not the Clippers. It's not the Kings. It's the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. So... How do you make teams attractive to uh, fans in new markets? You let them win. You let them win. So I don't know, folks. I mean, I just find that very weird. I I don't I don't think I ever I don't think I ever seen a, a team move from one market to another and then automatically just become a Super Bowl contender, a much better than they was a year before. TJ, I thought about how bad it, it would look if the Raiders lost the first game in the new dome. You know, Ghostface, if y'all go back to my predictions when I had the Saints going 11 and 5, uh, when I was going down the schedule, I had them losing this game for that same exact reason. But I guess it was just the fandom in me, the love of the Saints that just made me was like, man, I'm just going to pick them. But I, I think uh, even uh, Keen Arthur brought that to my attention yesterday. I'm like, yeah. Like, I had them winning for that same exact reason. We made fools out of ourselves last night. Maury Povich. Uh, Shouts out to Maury, man. <laughs> hey, Maury, you got to tell me I'm not the father. Well, you better not tell me I'm not the father. My wife going to have some explaining to do. Anyway, uh, Maury says uh, losing to those crappy Raiders. <laughs> I don't want to even say they crappy, you know. Like, I mean, team change every year. But, like I said, yeah. They are trying to uh, make a, a new market popular. So. 
Uh, that was a horrible coaching on the defensive side yesterday. Yeah, they they got our scheme. The only player we have that can uh, measure up with that uh, tight of paper is uh, uh, or tight end on paper is Taysom Hill. Uh, we had zero answer for him. Um, yeah, we didn't have any answer for him. But that goes to show you right there. That was just a terrible. That was just terrible play calling by the and, and terrible schemes by the defensive coordinator. They just didn't have an answer for him. Why did we get Sanders? Uh, he dropped easy passes and was not effective. We got manhandled with old old school hard nosed football. Yep, running the ball, shoving it down their throats, running it down their throats. Uh, the whole team sucked more deep than a tie hooker on a weekend set. <laughs> Eddie says it was rigged. TJ, would you invest uh, more time in Marcus Williams or is it time to move on uh, with another free safety in 2021? He's soft to me. Uh, I think they was going to move on anyway. You know, I think he's playing to try to position himself to get more money for another team. I mean, that's that's, the Saints don't keep safeties. They don't. You know, they got rid of uh, Von Bell. They got rid of uh, Malcolm Jenkins. You know, like they don't keep uh, safeties for a long time. So, I mean, they even got rid of Sammy Knight back in the day. He went to Kansas City, if y'all if y'all remember. Can we be honest? That call on Sanders was not legit, and that call on Jenkins' last PI call was bull. I agree. I agree. Uh, both both plays. I mean. You can't call it, but it's the same. So, of course, they're going to call it. PR move last night. At this point, I'd rather see Winston at quarterback. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. I think you just need to get other guys involved. Las Vegas is a very crooked state anyway. I used to live there. I knew they were going to lose. I mean, it's just interesting to me how teams just automatically become cold when they leave. They, they When they leave their old market and go into their new market, they become cold. Somebody please explain that to me. Please explain that to me. Uh, Raiders uh, safety uh, came up every time Taysom lined up at quarterback. Sean should have uh, took the shot and used him more. And that's another thing, you know. I mean, if you want to add to the conspiracy theories, I'm about to, look, look, I'm about to put 10-4 hats on. Why weren't they using Taysom Hill? You know, they knew that Taysom Hill could be effective, you know, if he, if they would have used him the way that the uh, Raiders were playing him, man, Taysom Hill would have had a field day. They, they would not have had an answer for Taysom Hill in this game because that was a couple of times where the pocket broke down and <laughs> the, if Drew Brees was a scrambling or a, a quarterback that can run for some extra yards, I mean, the field was wide open because they was coming after Drew. You couldn't do that with Taysom. You couldn't. So if you want to add to the conspiracy theories, why wasn't Taysom Hill fully utilized in this game? High state of the Saints, Raiders better than the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Might be. Might be. Zero catches for Sanders. He had one catch during garbage time. Uh, Winston, Taysom, something we need, a spark. Got to make defenses think on the back end. Secondaries are playing close to the line. No one is breeze anymore. Yeah. You know, 
nobody fearing Breeze anymore, and nobody respects our, our secondary to a point where you know they don't think they can throw the ball down the field. You know, uh, people, you know, the thing about this is, you know, I, I know I get on my guy, I know I support him all the time, but you know, Marshawn Lattimore for the same for the last couple of years has been dealing with the same issues. He even came out there and said it. So for you to come out there and say it, I'm pretty sure the coaching staff has said it to you. You want to be an elite corner, but you play down to the competition. You play below average when you're going up against, quote, unquote, below average wide receivers, but then you play lights out when you go up against elite guys. So you got to be motivated, man, and it is going to cost him money. Now, would I still want to pay him? Yeah, I still will pay him because I, I I fail to believe that you can find somebody that can give you better production than he can give you. His problem is he's just inconsistent. So I definitely would pay him. I wouldn't give him Jalen Ramsey money. I mean, if if he's active for Jalen Ramsey money, I would I would say, you know, I will have to ask him uh, to uh, test the free agent market. I, I would. I would because you know he he deserves like upper like it's almost like Alvin Kamara right and when you talk about Chris McCaffrey he deserves you know in that realm but he doesn't deserve like money more money than they do he he don't so you know I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that oh you know he he play at lights out every game or whatever he does play down to his competition and I saw that again on last night on a couple of plays. I mean, Brandon Edwards, who I, I really liked. I thought I thought for a fact that the Saints might, you know, end up getting him uh late in the in the draft. He was one of the guys that I thought they would get. But Marshawn Lattimore got to win that matchup, man. You've been in the league for four years. That guy just got here. You got to win that. I mean, we just seen you shut down Mike Evans. I don't think that guy's better than Mike Evans. Not at this stage in his career right now. And uh Janoris Jenkins. I mean, he he had a he had a terrible game. I mean, but at the same time, when you're going up against Henry Ruggs, uh, you know that, that's a tough matchup. That guy has some speed. Shamika <laughs> said, "Scrap everybody." I ain't going that far. He needs to clean the house after two weeks. Uh, facts. Let's see. Uh, Peyton wanted his buddy Gruden to win the stadium opener. I don't know if it was them. You know, I just feel like. You know, some things work in your favor. Maybe, you know, maybe the Saints, they need to move from, from New Orleans to Baton Rouge or something like that. Call them the Baton Rouge Saints, and maybe we'll be able to, you know, get over that hump and make it to the Super Bowl or something like that. Maybe they just need to build a new stadium out there in Baton Rouge somewhere. Buy some land and, and build a stadium out there. Or put it out there in Algiers or something. I don't know. Do something, you know. Maybe we can get some of that uh, new stadium treatment. <laughs> But I guess you have to really literally leave the market. So, nah, nah, we don't want that. Peyton will never let Taysom embarrass uh, his son. <laughs> uh, anybody, like I said, anybody don't feel like um, they be trying to protect him, you know, just look no further than that wild card game. You know, I mean, Taysom Hill, you kept him in a game. Look, it's time for us to go to Green Bay. We going to Green Bay if Taysom Hill would have stayed in that wild card game. This was a game right here. I feel like if Taysom would have played, the Saints would have won and won B. But I don't know. They just didn't use him. I don't know how to feel anymore. I'm sad. <laughs> Taysom Hill should start soon. I disagree with that. 
Uh, Breeze don't have an arm. No deep ball. I agree with that. Can't use Taysom for every trick shot. I'm sure teams have figured it out. It's not about the trick shots. That, that's why I said, uh, uh, Kate, teach him how to do some of the things Drew Brees does because he so he won't be as one-dimensional. I mean, and honestly, they've been opening up the playbook for Taysom. I've seen passes down the field. Uh, I've seen passes in the flat. I've seen him tucking and run. I've seen RPOs. So they, they're adding to his playbook. But they need to teach him how to do some of those other things as well. And I'm pretty sure he does know how to do it. If you've been in, with the Saints organization for three years, you should know the playbook. Earl Tom is still out there. Psh, right. He's still available. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and if uh, if Malcolm Jenkins play another game like that, <laughs> Saints might be giving him a call. Or they might end up putting like DJ Swearinger out there. Uh, Peyton has tied his legacy to Drew. He will never admit Drew is no longer a threat. I look. I will say this though: when when a question was asked, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. When a question was asked to Sean Payton uh, about you know Drew Brees and stuff like that in the Saints' performance, when when a uh, when a reporter asked him about it, I will say, Sean Payton, he did criticize Drew for the first time. For the first I ever seen it, I never I, I never seen him openly criticize Drew. But this was one of those times. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Sean, what was the uh, the the turnaround there? You, you guys seemed to have a good start, and then the flip kind of script, uh, the flip, the script flipped on you. Yeah, listen, I would agree. I think uh, two things we couldn't. We didn't possess the ball enough offensively and then defensively very quickly. We couldn't get off the field and we're going to look at third downs. We're going to look at time of possession, the turnover right before the half. We're going to look at a number of things, but uh, you know, we got to do a better job coaching. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a real pleasant film to watch uh, for some of our star players as well. Sean, what do you think has maybe been off with the way Breeze has been playing the last two weeks? If you think anything has been off, it just seems like he wasn't as accurate. Sorry, he wasn't as accurate as you would normally expect from him. Hope well, you can hear me. I made listen. I made the comment. You know, we we've got to be precise with what we're doing in the passing game, route wise. Uh, I agree with you, really. I, I I'm just saying it, the the last two weeks. I think it's been average at best offensively and that starts with us it starts with me and uh we got to be better i thought we ran the ball a little bit better tonight um we're still not protecting the way we're supposed to um we're not we're not functioning well enough um and taking advantage of some of the opportunities we've had so we'll look at that our third down numbers were better i'm sure our red zone numbers were a little better but um yeah we, we had some penalty situations the one drive heck we had like three or four penalties i lost track yeah so as you can see i mean there was a little bit of criticism even though he said uh you know the offense has hasn't been playing well for the last two weeks but as you can see i think that was amy just no it was captain trail um Catherine terrell of, of uh nola uh com she uh asked a question about drew Brees. so i mean he did show he did uh criticize him just a tad bit right there so 
Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this uh this comment right here. That's why I started laughing. Did you see Alvin Kamara? He was past uh tick. Yeah, um <laughs> that man came to the press conference, no shirt on. <laughs> that man like look. <laughs> yeah, he was uh frustrated, man. I mean, that was a really good game that he had, but he can't even celebrate it because they lost. So I mean, but you did see a tad bit of criticism for Drew on that. So that might be a that might be a uh that might be a, a positive thing that you would be able to do that. Uh that was not criticism of Drew Brees. Why? Because he said the offense. Yeah. And why because I mean, because he said the offense. I mean, of course he's not gonna be like, yeah, it's, I mean, when 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 the reporter asked him about Drew in particular, I mean, of course he's not gonna just completely throw Drew under the bus. You know, but you know, so he just said the offense. So, but the offense do look terrible. Not gonna lie about that. Nah, for real though. Relax, yo. I mean, we just breaking down the game, you know, and we gotta talk about it. That's why I told y'all, man, last week we gotta talk about alarming situations in the good times as well as in the bad. And honestly, I don't even feel I think if I wouldn't have had that type of show and be able to talk about this last week, I probably would be a little bit more frustrated than, you know, than I, I am right now. I mean, I'm frustrated, but not as frustrated as as I probably would, wouldn't have been if I, I didn't have a show about these type of situations, you know, about how, how some of the offensive, uh, si- some of the situations offensively are alarming. Them boys, them boys played with no heart. Yep. I'm saying the same thing like last year, you know, playing down to your competition. They said that they learned their lesson. You know, it's like in that wild card game, they were 13 and three. They felt like they they didn't belong there. That's what they felt. They felt like they were better than the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings came to New Orleans and slapped them boys around. That's what they did. They slapped them around. They embarrassed them. That's what they did straight up. And, um, you know, the, the same thing uh, last night. You know, they thought that this was going to be the same Raiders team you see out there in Oakland, not winning games, close but no cigars, middle of the pack team, say the least, bottom of the barrel. That's that's what they thought. And they got hitting them out. That is why it's important. When people was talking about, oh, man, they, they got an offensive line that's put together. They got third string right tackle. They're going to eat. I said it, man. I said, I, I'm not going to look past what they got. I mean, I said, guys are tough. You know, these guys go out there and they answer the call. So you can't just say on paper. I mean, this this is very hypocritical of us, folks. This is very hypocritical of us, right? We'll say stuff like, we shouldn't look at paper, right? We talk about Tampa Bay. We talk about Tom Brady and Gronk and, and Godwin and O.J. Howard and, and Jason Pierre Paul and Dominican Sue, and we'll turn around and say, on one hand, oh, we play the game between the lines. It's not what's important on paper. But then we'll come out here and talk about a second or a third string uh, left tackle or a guard for the Raiders and be like, that's going to be the keys to victory. You can't do that, man. You can't do that. Okay. That's, that's, that's hypocrisy at its best. You cannot underestimate anybody. I don't care if that person came off the practice squad. You know, you, you can't underestimate those guys. So we can't say on one hand, oh, you know, it's, it's about what you do between the lines and then say, oh, Cam Jordan going to eat this week. Nah, man, nah, that's, that's, that's not fair. 
why draft they send a first round and not even play him all people they passed up uh he did play he played and did okay job too he wasn't bad he wasn't bad at all uh he he played he played a little bit more once andrews pete uh left the game they they put him at uh left guard so and then they had nick easton at the right guard so i mean they just slowly trying to bring the, the kid in which i understand probably would have been further along if they had offseason activities Drew is completely fine with adding to his stats without another Super Bowl. We the fans aren't fine with that. I don't know about that. I think Drew Brees cares just just as much as we do, if not more, about winning a Super Bowl. He knows what the whispers are. You know, all, all the time he can snub for all these different all time lists, and you know he knows what two Super Bowls can do for his legacy. So, a cries uh, says, "I think you're right at this point." It has to be pride. Bree hasn't looked good in the last several games this season and last. The last three games that we've seen from Drew Brees, I mean, we haven't seen we haven't seen uh production. You know, we we seen we seen somebody that's like they're in the decline. And it goes back to the Minnesota Vikings game. See, we talking about we talking about, oh, what about last week? Are you just going about one game? No, I'm I'm going by what I've seen over the over the course of time since the Minnesota Vikings played the Saints in that wild card round. I've seen it. I don't have a debit card. <laughs> uh I don't know why why you would say that, Rent. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh King of Flash says it's only two games. Mm. Right, okay. I mean, but we only can go by what we're actually seeing right now, you know. If if I couldn't go by what I'm looking at right now, I shouldn't even have a show. Like we should just be like, okay, well, let's just wait to the week to week 17 and have a show. Like the narrative is is going to constantly change, King of Flash. I agree. You're you're absolutely right. It's only been two games. The narrative is going to change. But as of right now, uh what we're seeing, we don't like. So time to move on now. Monday night is dead. Yeah, that's why I call it final thoughts, uh, Jerry. That's why I'm calling it final thoughts. After this, uh, we're going to move on to something else. Uh, we're going to move on to, you know, just answering your questions and getting through the week. Odell Wilson says, do you think the, uh, the EB will start clicking uh, like the shutdown DBs that we know they are? Yeah, uh, Jared said it earlier. Jared called in from Lane Yap Legends. Make sure y'all check out Lane Yap Legends on YouTube and Facebook. And he said it, man. He, he talked about how the secondary and the defense always uh, play better uh, in the middle of the season. So maybe that's what it is. Pete got hurt but returned. Yeah, I appreciate that, Bobby. But, uh, yeah, C. Ruiz came in when um, Andrews got hurt. For, for a couple of plays. And he also rotated right tackle with Nick East. The cleats is what got me. Drew act like he was going to go out there and play like so. <laughs> yeah, he did, man. He had all them accolades and stuff like that, you know, on those cleats. Monday night football, are you ready for some football? All them cleats, like, I mean, all them uh, stats on his, on his shoes. Yeah, man, it's kind of like Tag McKinley the other day. You know, Tag McKinley boarded the Atlanta Falcons uh, private plane. He got a ten gallon hat on. He got a he got a cowboy shirt on. He got some Wrangler jeans. He got some cowboy boots. 
and you up here talking about how about them cowboys, man, you can't be out there trolling folk and, and, and not play. You know, not only did you not play, you end up getting hurt in the game. Okay, so not only did you board the plane looking like Cowboy Curtis, you know, but they made you look like Pee Wee. You know, what I mean? like so, you you can't you can't go all out like that and don't ball out. Davenport was once again in Reebok and Jabot jeans instead of pants. <laughs> yeah, I know, man, but hopefully he'll be back Sunday. I, I think he'll be back on Sunday. If he if he doesn't play in the game on Sunday, then I'm I'm concerned underestimating teens is a sign of the youth of our team drew Brees is in the twilight of his career but still good enough to manage the offense while learning yeah on on the plethora of weapons uh, we have on both sides of the ball and special teams but them pi calls on us were bs uh jay playing down to your competition is a big no-no and this has been something that has plagued the Saints for the last few years. You got to be able to play and be up and be game for everybody. We need Michael Thomas back. That's the heart and soul of this team. Uh, I feel like Taysom Hill is the heart and soul of this team right now as far as, you know, getting people motivated and stuff. I also feel Drew Brees is the undisputed heart of this team. And uh, But I don't know, man. Michael Thomas, I'm – in a way, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm kind of happy that he. I'm not happy he hurt, but this this uh, this gives us an opportunity to see who we really have. Like this gives us opportunity who we really have because when you have a guy that's great at wide receiver on your team, it kind of it kind of hides a lot of imperfections of your team because you can count on this guy to catch a pass and you know. And, get yards after the catch and you can count on him, you know, 81% of his, uh, the passes thrown to him, he catches. So he bails a lot of people out, but now you're starting to see guys, you know, they, for what they really are, you know, because Drew Brees has to go, go and throw them the ball and they're not answering the call. I mean, there was a couple of passes Drew Brees threw. I mean, guys just straight up dropped it. I think Emmanuel Sanders had what, like two drops. And I think uh, Ty McGovern had a drop. I don't know. If Breeze doesn't show us something significant Sunday, I think we need to start playing Taysom and or Winston. Maybe just blend them in and see. But honestly, I wouldn't be upset if one becomes the starter. I think a conversation going to get had, man. You know, if, if he don't go out there and perform and the Saints, you know, mess around, get blew out at home. Even though, you know, I don't know if they're going to have fans in the stands or not. I'm pretty sure that they might from what I'm hearing. I'll check back with Ray Ray later this season. Uh, Got to give props to Traquan. I agree, man. Like, we've been we've been criticizing Traquan Smith for, for a long time, man. I mean, he, he stepped up. A couple of those plays, I mean, that first catch that he had where he was fighting defenders and stuff like that, fighting for extra yards and running down the field. You know, I uh, almost scored. I, I think we got to give Trey Con some credit here. TJ, that guy that was screaming at you last night about Lattimore, please don't ever bring him back on. Uh, Derek, uh, thank you, man. Like, I, I don't know, man. Me and him had kind of a falling out. Uh, he was one of those guys that, that supported the State of the Saints podcast before. But I guess he didn't like the fact that I was always defending Marshawn Lattimore. And uh, 
I don't know, man. We just kind of got into it. Some things, you know, I don't say it got personal, but I mean, it, it came down to him discrediting me as a as a broadcaster, and, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, look, I mean, he made some valid points too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to like completely like discredit what he's saying. He know his stuff. But I just think that uh, Marshawn Lattimore is a good cornerback, you know. Uh, do I think he's a, a top five corner? I still feel like he has the ability to be a top five corner. I think the thing that separates him from being a top five corner is the inconsistency, you know, because you can't shut down some of the most elite receivers in, in football and, and, you know, and not have top five talent. I, I just I just don't believe it. But. You know, it is what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he has some valid points, but it's just one of those things we didn't see eye to eye. And, all, and you know, when I was thinking about it, I was just wondering, like, what was that in week one? You know, you know, it's easy. Like, it's easy to catch. It's easy to grab fruit from a low-hanging tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Like, uh, uh, you know, when you got a low-hanging branch, it's easy for you to, like, get the peaches off the peach tree. You know? But... What about in week one when he shut down Mike Evans? Like, I, I didn't get the phone call. I didn't get the phone call until, like, I guess a couple guy, a guy caught a pass on him or two. So, I don't know. But I, I do think that he's he's a, a special player. I still feel like uh, the, he puts the, the same secondary in the best position to be successful, and I'm not giving up on that man. I'm not. Uh, when the Saints lose Drew Brees – is washed up but if the buccaneers lose is everybody else fault but tom brady good point good point that is a very very good point that, that's a very very good point and and also like they said they said they're not giving drew Brees and the saints the benefit of the doubt because they feel like they're the team that's been constructed and they're the team that got the chemistry and and tom brady he has to learn to play with the players yeah, but I, that's a good point, though. I didn't see that type of energy when, uh, I mean, when Tom Brady was throwing two interceptions. And I definitely didn't see it, you know, this team was up 21 to nothing. But but I will say this, though. I, I will say this. And um, I got I got to give uh, Brady his credit. Brady ain't got no problem throwing the ball down the field. He ain't got no problem getting that ball down the field. So I, I just leave it at that. Cam Jordan, uh been not seen for two games straight come on cam we need you yeah i agree he's been he's been good and run and run support but he hasn't gotten any sacks yet uh kirk thompson says we were up against some critical eyes last night new location new stadium it was a the first monday night football home game i think this sunday will be a little different i hope so because you fall to one and two then we really gonna have to figure some things out because the the first couple games of the season from the uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers man I'm just seeing like you know man it's it's some very winnable games I also think that Latavius Murray is too damn big to keep getting uh taken down by arm tackles uh he just looked clumsy out there sometimes um I I don't know man It, it would I think Latavius Murray does a good job I think he does a pretty good job. Everybody laughed at the Falcons and then we lose. I'm still laughing at the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, we didn't give up a 29 to 10 lead like they did. Okay. Like, so 
let, let's not let, like let, let's not uh I mean, wait a wait a minute now. You know what I'm saying? Let's not uh <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> man, the Falcons still screw ups. I don't care, man. We just lost. They they blew it. We lost. They blew it. Teams aren't scared of us anymore. We're the ultimate check down offense. Yep. Captain check down. Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant check down. Reporter for duty, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. Captain check down. <laughs> Lieutenant check down. Sergeant check down. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start doing. Yeah. Look, can y'all imagine though, if you was a drinker, could you imagine like if you took a shot for every time Drew Brees checked it down? My goodness. What I I, I look <laughs> look anybody that don't think or I, I'll put it like this. Anybody that don't believe that Drew Brees, uh, you know, if they feel like he can get the ball down the field and you willing to and you willing to put your put this on the line. Let's have a drinking competition, okay? And have a drink for every time Drew Brees checks the ball down. And let's see uh, how sober you are by the end of that football game. <laughs> Can y'all imagine, though, somebody, like, had a drinking game and be like, drink every time Drew Brees checks the ball down. <laughs> I mean, you'll be somewhere <laughs> splizzard, you know? I'm still laughing at 20 old lead and they blew it <laughs> for real. <laughs> I don't really understand how PJ Williams is still on the team. I don't either. I don't either. I told you he may know where the bodies are buried. Uh, I mean, maybe he know where the, uh, you know, the lost arc is, you know, maybe, you know, he, he, he know he has some incriminating photos or something like that or some coaching staff members. I don't know. I don't understand how this guy just completely like just get re-signed over and over again. Thankfully, none of the players tore their ACL last night. Did you see all those ACL injuries over the weekend? Uh, yeah, man. And shouts out to Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley. You have CMC, uh, Kristen McCaffrey. He down like it's a bad day for elite, you know, elite players, man. And think about this with that nation. Right now, two of the best players in the NFC South are hurt. You know, arguably two the two best players in the NFL offensively are out right now. Why Peyton uh, take Taysom damn near completely out of the offense? Calvin, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. I don't know, man. That's one of those uh, that's one of those questions. It's almost like why you stop. You know, if you were the Falcons back in that Super Bowl. Why you start running a ball with Devontae Freeman and start using Tevin Coleman? Like, I, I didn't, you know, maybe that was one of one of those things. I'm going to read a few more, man. We're going to get up out of here. Uh, Brian says, all the old quarterbacks look good except Drew. Um, Tom Brady don't look good. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that. Tom Brady, well, they, they playing their age, man. Like, I think sometimes we forget, man, these guys are defying the odds. You know what I'm saying? Like, two 40-year-old quarterbacks out there playing. This is a young man's game. Like, honestly, this is a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, even throw my guy Russ in Russ I trust, okay? Even throw him up in there. This is a young man game, all right? 40-year-olds don't have no business out there playing no football. They're defying the odds. So 
it is what it is. And finally, uh, Evan says, uh, a shot for every check down, we will be Woody and Woody the Wino, for real. Like, for real, seriously, man. Can you imagine that, though? Taking a shot for every time the Saints do a check down. That would be, that would be something, all right? I mean, you'll probably have to, if you had the bar, you're going to have to get a ride home. I can tell you that. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bury this game. And we're going to move forward to week three as the Saints take on a red-hot Green Bay Packers team. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. This is the Impromptu Show, folks. So um, tonight, uh, it's not going to be, you know, a podcast or anything like that. I'm going to announce the winner that's going to receive the T-shirt. I wasn't expecting really to do a show uh early this morning like this i was gonna do it late on tonight when my wife got home uh my wife went to sleep man she worked like 14 hours yesterday uh she was in the car and i was trying to get her to uh you know i was taking her to work because my, my car is at the shop and i was taking her to work and i was like look i need you to choose out of these people right here you know what I'm saying on social media and she was like no that ain't fair she was like you need to write the names down and put them in a hat so my wife looked out for quite a quite a few of you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like she was like, I I would just be basically picking somebody based on their name. And she's like, so just pick the names, put them in a hat, and then I'll draw it when I get home. So tonight I'm going to reveal the winner. The winner is going to be, I won't, I'm not gonna make a video. I'm gonna put it on Facebook. So follow on Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, and find out if you are going to win uh the brand new State of the Saints podcast t-shirt. And uh, if you are the winner, then I'll give you the particulars on how you can receive your T-shirt. But please subscribe. You still have an opportunity right now. Like, honestly, you still got opportunity as long as she didn't, uh, you know, pull a name. So you still have an opportunity to do so. Facebook.com. All you have to do is go and snapshot a picture of you following the State of the Saints podcast on a streaming app. Can't be YouTube. It can't be Twitter. It can't be the Facebook page. It has to be iTunes. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, or Anchor FM, right? So still got opportunity between now and uh, I say about 8.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time when my wife gets home in order for you to get an opportunity to win a T-shirt. So good luck to you. You all have a good and productive day. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?